Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, North America's only show dedicated to the equipment used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. I am Ray Bohax, that hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And as you know, we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air or an encore of the same episode on Sunday at 6 p.m. And that's in the Eastern Standard Time slot also. And it is exclusively heard only on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. And then one week after the show airs on Rural Radio, it will be listed as a podcast for you to reference it there or have your friends that don't have SiriusXM listen. So if you tell them about that and they could listen as a podcast, I would be greatly, greatly appreciative of that. And I hope everything is going well for you and uh, you're getting some seed in the ground. I started to get seed in the ground since the last time we spoke. We got together here on Rural Radio and uh, as typical uh, first day of planting season, uh, <laughs> one hour into the field, <clears throat> I ran over a, a drop antler for a deer and punctured a tire. But hey, what are you going to do? That's uh that is life on the farm. So uh, thank God it was a front tire, not a rear tire. And it was the puncture was right off the tread bar. So I was able to put a or get it plugged with a, uh, a, a plug patch, they call them, and had it vulcanized. So it wasn't too, too bad. But when you all get said and done, it was 24 hours, right? And by the time you get the t- tire fixed and put it back on a tractor and uh, what have you. But that is life. So I had to go into the field the next day and finish that one planting. Because we do about nine to ten different plantings, depending upon what the weather is. And uh, it has been terribly, terribly dry here. So God willing, there's enough moisture in that ground to break that seed coat and have my sweet corn start to come up. And uh, we will see. It's all in God's hands. But what I want to do is give a big old Cat Swamp Road shout out to a person who listens to the show as a podcast. And he listens from Tamworth, Australia, all the way over in Tamworth, Australia. And he gave me a pin in my map. And you could do the same thing. You don't have to be in Tamworth, Australia to give me a pin in my map. You just have to reach out to me and tell me where you listen from. And that is Mr. Alistair Prout. And I found out subsequently that Tamworth is the Nashville of Australia. It's the country music capital of Australia. And if you listen to any Australian country music, that there is like literally no difference between our good old USA country music out of Nashville and the Australian country music. The uh, artists look the same. The themes are the same everything is the same so it is like a uh it's it's really really interesting and i think um i'm not a um i i love music but i'm not like a groupie and i think the country singer keith urban is actually got his start in australia but i want to thank you mr prout for listening from tamworth australia and then i need to give Another shout out to two more people, and one is Miss Miss Karen Hartman, 
and Jake Jones, and they're from FMC Corporation. And I met with them uh, <clears throat> probably about two weeks ago, maybe before I did the last show. And uh, down in Maryland, I was picking up my fertility program at the mill. And I had reached out to FMC, and they hooked me up with, with Karen and uh, to find out about the, uh, the, the, I call it, well, it's new, it's new to me, Zyway <clears throat> LFR. And that is a fungicide that I could use on my sweet corn. But what is so interesting about that, what makes me really excited about it, is that you could say, well, hot rod, there's other fungicides you could use on your sweet corn. Well, that is correct, but I don't have the ability without a drone to get into my field and spray my sweet corn when it's that big. Uh, so it's always been an obstacle, right? But this Zyway LFR is a foliar disease control protection and it's you put it in with your two by two fertilizer so i'm really really excited about that so it's an at plant um fungicide that protects the plant all the way up to black label so it's very interesting and if any of you have used that zyway lfr then please give me a shout out at hot rod farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com and let me know how it's working out for you and then i will keep you guys abreast on both the radio show here and the podcast about that zyway so very excited about that getting some disease protection coming into the plant right through the roots through the soil through the two by two and and if you if you raise sweet corn you know, it's a, I always say it's a really finicky and sensitive crop, so you can't do anything in furrow with it, and uh, it just don't like that, right? It's a prima donna. But what we're going to be talking about today on the show, right after we get back from this short break, is we're going to try to get, we're not going to try, we're going to get that old gas engine truck humming again. Every farm's got an old gas engine vehicle truck tractor or something but specifically a truck that doesn't run right and and you got to park someplace and if you could get it to run right you would use it so that is what we are going to discuss right when we come back and never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but what profits on reliability now Sirius XM lets you keep listening to Fox News primetime outside the car Take the five. Brett Baer, Martha McCallum, Neil Cavuto, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and Shannon Bream on the go with the SiriusXM app. Plus, hear special interviews and highlights. The Fox News primetime lineup. Whenever you want, wherever you want, with the SiriusXM app. The SiriusXM app is now included free for most subscribers. Just download the app today and tap news. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle, we're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now, current ag reports, geo-targeted weather, live streaming 24-7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. How can you maximize yield and profits on your farm? Hi, I'm Darren Hefty. On the Ag PhD Radio Show, we talk about all the ways you can get the most return on investment for the crops on your farm. 
Our guests are farmers and experts in the industry, and we discuss the latest innovations in fertility, crop production, seed traits, and much more. We also answer your questions live via phone, email, or Twitter. Don't miss the next Ag PhD Radio Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. Hi, I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report. Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From taking a deep dive into the volatile markets to sharing compelling stories that capture the heart of rural America, as well as custom commentary from John Phipps. We cover it all every weekend right here on Channel 147 on Sirius XM. U.S. Farm Report, a timely, trusted tradition. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And as I said during the, the uh, first segment, we're going to talk about giving you some tips to get that old gasoline engine running like it should, right? Not like a bag of bolts. The hot rod farmer doesn't want anything running like a bag of bolts. All right, so uh, I'm going to give you a generic overview. Then if you have any, any application-specific questions, always say that's the engineer's the term for... Uh, read and follow all label instructions that an agronomist says, uh, then reach out to me at hotrodfarmer at farmmachinerydigest.com. But we want to get those old gasoline engines running good, and especially, you know, so many farms have an old truck, and it probably was an old, at one time it was a grain truck, all right, so it was probably a medium-duty truck, and then it, over the years it got replaced by something else, and then it started to rust out, started to run badly, but it's a wonderful truck to use, and if it has no rust, it's a wonderful truck to use still for grain if you need it or anything else. But a lot of them are put into use, as you are well aware, as a nurse truck for a, for a sprayer. As a matter of fact, just a farm down the road, about five or six miles down the road, uh, a pretty nice size operation for New Jersey, probably about seven, 800 acres. Uh, I saw he had two old nurse trucks there, an old Ford and an old GM. I didn't. Re- I saw the side of the body, so the only thing between a Chevy and a GMC difference is the grill. All right, but it was an old Ford and an old Chevy. And then uh, I heard him going up the road with, it, and it was bucking and popping and spitting. All right, and I said to myself, "Well, that's that's not that good, right?" So anyway, so that's what we're going to discuss today. All right, the first thing that I want to explain to you. And we're going to be talking, like I said, about gasoline engines, not diesel engines, gasoline engines, is that you have to recognize, and these you know, and these tips or these facts, I should say, they're not tips, they're facts, are applied to any gasoline engine. It doesn't have to be an old grain truck. It could be a lawnmower. It could be on your seed tender, on your lawn tractor, on your snowblower, on the irrigation pump, what have you. It makes no difference. The engine doesn't know what it's in. All right? So... The thing is that what you have to recognize is that if you have a lot of short cycles, that means short short run cycles, start something up and move it, start something up and move it, never let it get very hot and never never fully warm up and specifically warm up under a load, is that for the past 40 years or more with unleaded gasoline, it has nothing to do whether it has ethanol in it or no ethanol, it makes no difference is that unleaded fuel by its chemical nature has a propensity to coat a spark plug and with specifically with a lot of cold starts cold starts meaning that the engine is at ambient temperature doesn't have to be 40 degrees below zero 
and uh, but the spark plug has not gotten hot enough to start to self-clean because a spark plug is to a certain extent like a self-cleaning oven all right when it gets to be at certain temperature it starts to burn off its all impurities so what will happen on a gasoline engine is with a lot of short trip cycles and a lot of idling it'll coat the spark plugs now this coating is is clear you cannot see it so we're used to right looking at a spark plug and pulling it out and say oh this thing is all carboned up or it's all oil oil fouled and that's why the engine is misfiring well you could pull out a spark plug that is that is gasoline coated and um it's it's called foul coating can't cannot see it i'm repeating it the thing look like it just came out of the box and the engine runs like a bag of bolts so keep that in mind that a lot of these these old gas engines had a lot of they may have been ran fine when you parked it and then you moved it started moved it started did something and now it's running terribly and you're thinking that that it is uh, beyond repair or something happened while it was being parked and and there's a very good possibility it has coated spark plugs so one of the things that you need to do is that no matter how nice the spark plug looks if it has a lot of short duty cycles on it then you want to start by putting a new set of spark plugs in it okay the second thing is that you want to look at the distributor if it's a road vehicle has a vacuum advance and a mechanical advance but specifically the mechanical advance not the vacuum advance and you want to look at the rate of advance and make sure that that is all working and that's if it's an old gasoline farm tractor it's not going to have a vacuum advance because the vacuum advance was only used on a road vehicle to give the engine fuel economy it was not used on a farm tractor or industrial engine for most part and if it doesn't have the proper advance curve or the advance advance weights are stuck in the wrong direction or the advance springs are rusted out or rotted away which i've seen all of this in the above is that you're going to have the wrong spark advance curve and if you have the wrong spark advance curve that engine depending upon where that advance curve is is falling meaning where it comes in at is going to have a problem it could be it could be bucking it could be a lack of power it could be pinging it could be knocking or all of the above so you want to be able to check that spark advance curve and the thing is that you need to have a a timing light with advance in it which is very common today and you want to be able to check that timing and you want to check that advance curve at this particular point we're only concerned with the advance curve functioning and giving an acceptable amount of advance which would probably usually be on that type of engine 20 to 25 degrees of advance over the base setting lots of times what has happened is that the advance weights have frozen open or the springs broke and it's centrifugal so as the distributor spins the springs or what the what the weights are working against to control them so they don't fly out and if they fly out too far too soon it's going to give full full advance to the engine and remember that is degrees of crankshaft rotate rotation before top dead center that the that the spark plug is going to arc that's going to evoke ignition so lots of times what has happened is that the that the the advance weights are stuck out 
And then the person retards the time because, oh my God, this thing will have 10 degrees timing. It's at 30 degrees. That's what the problem is. And they retard the timing, but they're actually compensating for the advanced weights being stuck out. Very, very, very common. All right. So that is one another thing that you need to, to look at and think of. All right. <clears throat> the other thing, uh, a common area, <clears throat> even those those even though those older engines did not have many vacuum hoses or potentials for vacuum leaks, but there's usually a multitude, and it's usually cumulative. You have a, a vacuum leak here, you have an intake manifold vacuum leak, you have a rotted rubber hose over here, and put it together. And you have to remember that on when you have a vacuum leak in an engine, it is going to lean out the engine. And if it's a cylinder-specific vacuum leak, let's say there's a port on the intake manifold, and it's pulling vacuum for... Uh, the, let's say the heater doors or something under the dashboard and it's pulling vacuum from there and that hose gets rotted or it's, it's old and it's loose and it's not fitting well and it's sucking some it's sucking air there right then what will happen is that you are going to have a, a, a one cylinder that is very lean the others may be perfect, so you can have one cell that's very lean, and then so that is a cylinder-specific vacuum leak, or you could have a vacuum leak that is common to all cylinders. So, for instance, let's say if you had the 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 gasket underneath the carburetor, the throttle body gasket underneath the carburetor, the intake manifold, and that had a leak, that would affect all of the cylinders. But if you have a vacuum hose that's into one intake manifold runner, and the other rest of the engine is sealed up beautifully then you're going to have one cylinder that's extremely lean and you're not going to be able to to tune the carburetor or get away from that and it's going to run actually like it has a dead hole so you have to keep that in mind also depending upon the year of the engine that you're working on and you're that you're having an issue with if it has an egr valve which is exhaust gas recirculation valve if that valve has a lot of carbon underneath it and it is not sealing then it's going to introduce egr which is exhaust gas back into the induction path and the engine will run very 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 poorly so lots of times you'll have an egr valve that's carboned up it's like a faucet leaking in a sink and it's introducing inert exhaust gas which is uh into the cylinders which is inert meaning that it cannot burn and it is it is effective i'm going to say it's leaning out the mixture but it's really it's taking the place of combustible mixture it's truly not leaning it out as you would by introducing oxygen but it'll make the engine run very 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 poorly and you'll think it's a carburetor you'll think it's something else and it's an egr vacuum leak i shouldn't say an egr valve. it's an e it's a leaking egr valve all right because i'm um, I said that <clears throat> incorrectly. It is not a vacuum leak. It's a it's a it's a EGR valve that's introducing exhaust gas when it should not. And when is EGR introduced on an older gasoline engine? It's at part throttle light load. At idle, there should be no EGR. All right, and at wide open throttle or under full load, or I should say under load, doesn't necessarily have to be full load. There should not be any EGR. So it's at part throttle light load then that's when so you've got a load on this truck right you got these nurse tanks filled with 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 product you're going out to the sprayer so so it's heavy right so you got a specific gravity of maybe uh, uh there was 
the, the ten pounds to a gallon, and you got and you got a thousand gallons back there, so you got ten thousand pounds in the back of this old Chevy truck or Ford truck, and you're trying to pull out of the farmyard, and you're giving it a little bit of throttle and trying to slip that clutch right, and bleh, 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 it's bucking and everything. All right, so that's an EGR valve that is leaking or not functioning properly has the potential to do that. Right now, let's talk about a carburetor. Right, a carburetor usually is misadjusted and dirty inside and also has a deterioration of the gaskets inside. And when the gaskets deteriorate inside a carburetor, you have internal leakage in the carburetor, vacuum leaks. So it's, 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 it's a crossover to different passages in automatic transmission. They would, call it a, they would call it a crossover passage leak. So if you have an air bleed here, you have an emulsion tube, and that gasket is already deteriorated, then those two passages are not going to be isolated from one another, and it is going to mess up that carburetor big time. And as long as you didn't warp the carburetor or do anything to it, all right, then usually all it needs to be done is be taken apart and cleaned and regasketed. And then also keep in mind that it has an accelerator pump. And the purpose of the accelerator pump is that when you move the throttle, they give it an extra shot of fuel to compensate for the throttle plates opening before the main metering circuit can bring additional fuel online and that'll give you a very bad hesitation but usually there's nothing wrong with the carburetor other than it being dirty inside and then having the uh the 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 gaskets that separate the parts of the carburetor leaking internally and and it's an air leak it's a vacuum leak it's not a fuel leak and that leads a lot of people astray but these are the common areas that you will find with an older gasoline engine that'll make it run like a bag of bolts. It's that time again, 100 rodeos in 100 days. The countdown begins with the Reno Rodeo and doesn't stop until the end of September. And what happens during that 100 day window you ask? Well, we feature some of the best and most historic rodeos in the country, like the Calgary Stampede, Cheyenne Frontier Days, the Pendleton Roundup, and a whole lot more. And the NFR picture takes shape as the best in pro rodeo fight for a spot in the top 15. It's happening. Don't miss 100 rodeos in 100 days on the Cowboy Channel, the official home of pro rodeo. Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth Stockyards, and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. A ProBox has enough seed to plant 125 acres of corn. Now, if you wanted to put 40 pounds of nitrogen on those acres, you'd need 1,200 gallons of anhydrous or 1,700 gallons of UAN or 5 tons of urea. But what if that amount of nitrogen was already on your seed? Pivot Bio is now putting nitrogen on seed. The first company to ever apply nitrogen on seed. The nitrogen you need now on seed from Pivot Bio. Learn more at pivotbio.com. 
Hi, I'm Bob Phillips. And I'm Kelly Phillips. And we've been lucky enough to have spent more than 50 years winding up and down the back roads of Texas. It's been an incredible journey. And from the hidden gems to the passionate people, we've seen it all and don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So why don't you hop in and travel with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern on Rural Radio. Channel 147, exclusively on Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So now it's time you're going to meet me in the farm shop. We're going to get Tex Rubinowitz from Ripsaw Records. He's been MIA Tex the past couple of weeks, but that's not his fault. That's my fault because I've been running too long and he's been sitting in the farm shop waiting for me. So come on, Tex. Let that sucker rip. Yeah, right, Texas, get that mom. He's always chasing her. All right, so what we're going to talk about, we're in the farm shop. Come on, sit down. It's not going to be too long. We're almost at the end of the show now. This show so goes so quickly. All right, so uh, I know I spoke a couple of weeks about doing two-part episodes, and a number of you got back to me and liked that, but I have to get them planned and do them. I got to make it happen, like getting out in the field and doing something. You got to make it happen. But what we're going to talk about today is we're going to tie our life. So it needs to be recognized that all tires are attacked by both heat and the UV rays of the sun. It matters little if the tire is on a vehicle, farm machine, or being stored. This assault dries out and hardens the rubber and leads to cracking and premature failure. When the rubber undergoes this effect, the stiffness will first reveal itself with an increase in noise followed by a decreased ride decrease in ride quality and traction. So that's specifically on a road vehicle, right? Farm tractor, it's going to be hard for you to determine that. It is best to store tires out of the sun and in a location that does not rise much above the ambient temperature. <clears throat> what a lot of people don't realize is that tires <clears throat> are made with petroleum. And as a tire sits and is not used, that petroleum... I'm going to say it's a petroleum-based product, dries up. And that petroleum is what keeps the tire soft and pliable. And believe it or not, when the tire isn't, even if you keep it in the shade, all right, and then and you do everything right, is that it needs to be used because if, if, the, if the petroleum doesn't dry up, what it'll do is that if you exercise the tire, it'll loosen up for lack of better terms, that's not really a technical term, it'll, it'll mix up the petroleum in the tire and keep the tire young. So even though the sun and the heat have an impact on the tire, is that a tire needs to be rotated. And I don't mean rotated, moving around in the shed. It needs to get exercise. But you'll find with machinery and even tires, the ones that last the longest are the ones that are exercised. And if they're not exercised, then they are going to age prematurely. So you need to keep that in mind. And that's why a lot of people like with RVs, they cover up the tires and do everything that they can. But they also end up having a problem over the years because the tire doesn't get enough exercise. So that is something about tires and farm tires on combines, on sprayers, on tractors are the exact same thing, but specifically like on a combine or a sprayer that is not used 
all year round. So you have to do your best to try to keep that keep that exercise, keep it out of the sun and keep it out of the heat at an, an amp, an, <clears throat> a constant, constant ambient temperature. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. <clears throat> I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed week and uh, hopefully, God willing, everything is going well. Yeah, bye-bye. From Kansas to Ohio, that's where you'll find Pivot Bio. From the Mississippi Delta and the Chesapeake, Nebraska and the hills of Tennessee. Proving on thousands of fields across this great land. When you work the ground till the sun goes down, Pivot Bio's got a plan. Greener plants and a healthy land use our predictable nitrogen. Wherever farmers grow, yeah, that's where we go. Hi, I'm Mike Pearson, host of AOA, heard Monday through Friday right here on Rural Radio from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Each day, we'll talk to those making the news in markets, ag policy, trade, and rural health care. And you'll hear from the ag and political leaders about the pressing issues of the day and what they might mean for the future of agriculture. So join me here on Rural Radio from 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Time for AOA. Justin Mills here, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the beef industry. Plus, we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook and the Captain Tim O'Byrne with Working Ranch Magazine will stop in for Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM. In to Commodity Wrap each weekday morning at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, and every evening at 5.30 Eastern and 4.30 Central. We'll bring you the latest market details and talk with a variety of market experts. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve and protect your bottom line. It's Commodity Wrap on Rural Radio. I'm Mike Campbell from Libertyville, Illinois, and I listen to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. (laughs) 